Well, hello, my scary little friends. It's that time again for Ghost Stories Told from the South. <laughs> I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, with my sidekick, my little vampire, Stephanie, Fable. today. And we do got our studio cat. We got a studio cat now. We've always got dogs. Yeah, <coughs> but we finally got a studio cat. So, a little spooky with the kitty in here. But let's get back to ghost stories told from the south. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth. This is my little vampire, Stephanie LeBooth. She's joining the party. Lexi's still around, but she had to go... Sp she went and spent the night with her friend tonight. But she'll be back for some more ghost stories. Well... I guess we can get on with it, guys. Let's tell some spooky stories. I hope everybody's been having a good week so far. Uh, getting over hump day today. Hope this little episode will help you get through your work day and make your work week a little better. Dad. So, if you're ready to be scared, you better be sitting in hit the play. Relax. Don't scream too loud. Don't get in trouble at the work for listening to podcast. But we're going to cover Florida today. Oh, no. <clears throat> I'll probably be Here's my layout for the next couple of uh, probably my next. I'd say five to six episodes, probably more. But the I got Florida. I'm going to do for a little bit. Then South Carolina, and then North Carolina. Well. Let's get on with our first story. It is the Devil's Mailhopper, the Gateway to Hell. There's a lot of Gateway to Hells around the world. Makes you wonder how many portals to Hell are there. Well. Let's get it out now. If this one it kinda takes me a little bit. My printer was going out and my stories are my I can read it because I hold it up close to my face like I'm an old man, so but about our next couple video our next couple episodes we will be uh doing videos to put them up on YouTube, so don't forget about that. And I want to uh thank everybody so far, we've gotten 2,500 downloads. That's not bad for doing this for a year and a half, I don't think. I mean, we're averaging over 150 downloads a month. That's pretty damn good, so I like that. And thank you for listening, guys. You are the best. Let's get on with the devil. Let's get on with the devil's mill hopper to gateway to hell. Okay, let me move this real quick. I'm going to have to, oh, that's a little loud, sorry. Didn't mean to shove the whole thing in my face. Okay, northwest of Gainesville, Florida, is a, is a gigantic funnel-shaped hole in the ground. Oh, Got to get to where I can see the light here. Okay, there we go. That's a lot better. Okay, a funnel-shaped hole in the ground. That is an 
estimated 600 feet across, 120 feet deep, and nearly a half a mile around its rim. This geological wonder, now owned by the state, is called the Devil's Mill Hopper, or a portal straight to hell. <laughs> According to uh, some of the uh, old timers, oh, that's what it's saying. According to some of the old timers, it's the gateway to hell. Here's a uh, story about the uh, gateway. I arrived early in the morning and was uh, the first to break the uh, spider webs. <coughs> the spider web, the spider webs, stringing across the uh, path to the weird cavity. It is amazing that you can hardly see this hole until you are right on it. Until, until you're right on its rim. So just think about the first people that found this place. Because now when you go there, they got... Sorry if I'm getting a little loud. I took my mic cover off so I could adjust my light. But I'll put it back on for the other ones. It's just like I said, my ink was going out and it kind of faded some of this. But just think, though, like now they've got a uh, staircase. It's pretty cool. Look it up, guys. The pictures. It's the Devil's Mill Hopper Gateway to Hell, Florida, Gainesville. Anyways, there's a staircase that goes all the way down to the bottom. But just think, when the first settlers started coming there, even the Indians. Man, just think of stumbling across that and how many people have fell in accidentally. Because you don't see it till you get right up on the rim. Like, hey, yeah. Jimmy fell. Everybody That's what y'all would do to me. Look at Daddy yeah. fell. Our family's mean like that. It is amazing that you can hardly see this hole until you are right on the rim. The, the, the heavy trees and brush around the edge hides the hole in what looks like bushes hiding the opposite side are really the tops of the trees that are growing down in the hole. So when you come up on this place... You see these trees that are kind of tall, but then when you look, they're starting to grow. They're from the bottom growing up, so they're oh. freaking tall. So could you imagine seeing that? Oh, it would be amazing. Oh, God, you see a witch coming up on a broom? <laughs> <laughs> not gonna That's find my not gonna find my spot. I'm gonna get me a pen, and every time I stop and talk about I something, I'm gonna mark. Where I, Cause I hate that. I always lose my spot. I have a kid in my class named Mark, but it's not spelled M. What is that gonna do with ghost stories told from the south? Like Mark. Yeah. Yeah, I get off topic. Oh, gotta find a word. Okay, the bush and trees around the hole. How do you know that was okay? The only way to get to to get a full apparition for this geological wonder would be to clear all the trees away of course it would not you would not want to do that because it just take away the you know the, the luster and the hype of it 
Among the many weird stories about the hole, the earliest comes from the Indian, of course, Indians, because they were like first. The Indian legends regarding a princess that the devil wanted to marry, and to make a long legend short, she ended up being swallowed by the hole. Another tale is, supposedly from the uh, 1800s, is about a black prisoner, a black, oh, sorry, black pioneer family who were on their way to town with a wagon. With a wagon loaded of cotton, when they saw the hoe open up and gobble down an acre of tall pines as a preacher once. Does that make any sense? Oh, okay, right here. Was coming out of the. Oh, okay, I missed it. As a preacher once repeated their story. The ground began rumbling like Satan himself was coming out of the earth. Then a big, frightening hole opened up, swallowed trees, rocks, and at least one liquored up center. Oh, a liquored up center. The Devil's Mill Hopper was well known in early. Preaching for eating up center, uh, eating up a sinner or two, usually drunk ones. A traveling evangelist. An evangelist is a basically a preacher, someone that goes around spreading the word of God. A traveling evangelist in a fire and brimstone sermon aimed at. The sinners once preached, it's the gateway to hell and the devil's own, and that's the devil's own door. So basically, that's the the hole either started collapsing, and see back then when stuff like now I'm not saying it might not be supernatural. It might be the gateway to hell. You never know, but. Back then, they didn't know about stuff, and then when they seen stuff like that, it was already like, you're okay, just be quiet. Um, they didn't know any better, so they just assumed it was ghost or God, you know, because people go out in the woods drunk and stuff, and they just assume. So I think, this is just me, <laughs> what I think has happened, because you get a lot of sinkholes, at one time it was level, and then it sunk making a sinkhole, so when people would get drunk, you know, going through there, and they'd find the hole and fall in it, they'd be like, oh my god, it's eating up the sinners. Mm. But who knows, it may not really be a gateway to hell, I don't want to figure it out. I'll go check it out during the day, but I'm dang sure not going to do it at night. <laughs> The funnel shape of the hoe reminded pioneers of a hopper on a oh on a crest mill which held corn as it was fed into the uh, grinder. Well that makes sense. That's why it's called the mill hopper. I was always I was like when I first started reading its story, I was like, Well, why the hell is it called the mill hopper? I understand why it's called the devil's yeah. gate. But I don't understand the mill hopper. The hopper. Like your mill hopper. <laughs> Okay, when prehistoric bones were found in the bottom, 
of the hall. People claimed it was a hopper that fed bodies to the devil, thus beginning the name the Devil's Meal Hopper. It's the Hopper. We have a Hopper. Yes, we do. There are more resident. Uh, there are more recent yarns about the Devil's Meal Hopper, which basically means it means there's more stories. Probably generated by students from nearby University of Florida that claim a man once fell into the hole and was swallowed up. If that was true, it means the poor soul ended up in our ended up in our drinking water since the aquifer is directly beneath the hole's bottom. Well see that makes sense too. It might have been a sinkhole because when you got caverns underneath like that Eventually, the topsoil will give out on you, and you got a sinkhole, man. But like I said, it might actually be the devil's uh, gateway. So if anybody wants to go test that theory out for me, do it, because I'm too chicken crap to do it. There is a wooden stair uh, stairway of 232... I can't even talk. There is a wooden... Stairway of 232 steps leading down to the rim, or leading from the rim down to the viewer's platform in the uh, mill hopper's bottom. I don't know if you can see, Steph, but that's where it starts. See, oh. starts up there and starts going down, and it that goes down like into that hole. Too. Yeah, and if it happened way, way back in time, that would explain all the tall trees that's yeah. grown up at the bottom and stuff. Okay, wooden I know because I counted these steps and can tell you going down it's is going down is easy, but it's pretty good exercise going back up. Oh my God, could you imagine going back up them stairs? Cardio. That'll give you a workout. Dad, the first time. Oh, I can't there, there's a remarkable difference in temperature between the surface and the mill hopper's uh, basin. Where even on hot days, it remains pleasantly cool. There are 12 springs at the bottom in, diversity of, in a diversity of plant species resembling the flora found in the Appalachian Mountains. That's crazy. Because the Appalachian Mountains, that's way far away from Florida. That's over there. I'm trying to think. I, th I want to say... West Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, I believe. Yeah. So that's weird. You get the same kind of species of plants there that's at the bottom of the Huapa. They dug. They tried digging their way to China. <laughs> the real story behind this big cavity, according to the state geologist, is that it's an ancient sinkhole, see, probably, or probably formed in two stages. The first about 10,000 years ago, and the second stage about 100,000 years ago. No, wait, 10,000 years ago and 1,000 years ago. Wow. Yeah. All right, this one's a lot brighter. I don't have to sit here going, <laughs> Sorry about that first page, guys, because it was... Oh, wait a minute. That was the story. That was it. Well, 
I got so into the story, guys. I was like, all right, let's see what else they say. So, there's the story about the devil's... Well, it's the yeah, but it's the devil's gate. devil's meal hopper or the devil's gate. So if you live in Florida and you've ever been there, email me. Tell me about it. Take some spooky pics and email them to us, and we can uh, put them on our uh, on our Facebook page. So yeah, that's another thing too, guys. With these stories I'm telling. Excuse me. Uh, if it's around your neck of the woods, man. Send me a story or a experience you had or some pictures. Hell, even if I'm not talking about anything in your area, anybody listening to me around the world, send some pics if you got them. We'll we'll display them and show everybody. Because <coughs> we like the ghost stories, Jenny. I got to talk about Ashley's ghost on here yet? No, we have some, but not a whole lot. Sometimes... <clears throat> Sometime I need to get her back over here. Okay. We uh, we are still in Florida. And we are going to go over the Everglades of Florida. Covering nearly... Covering nearly 2,000 square miles of southern Florida is a freshwater marsh known as the Everglades. There are tales that this area is home to a number of mysterious uh, creatures supposed to inhabit it and include it and 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 supposed to inhabit it inhabit it and 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 live there. The Indonesian tribes speak of some lesser-known creatures. According to the Seminoles, uh, Amanio, the Amaniosau witches, and the werewolves roam the swampland. So we got witches, we got witches, and the wolf man down there. Ow! It's Minecraft, but in virtual, in virtual real life. My dad calls Minecraft Squarecraft. Well, this is ghost stories told from this crap. Ghost stories told from Minecraft. What the hell? This is the ghost stories told from the South, not Minecraft stories. Yeah, but there's witches of Minecraft. Stigna is also called in in I can't hardly pronounce that for crap. And I know you can't. Hey, never mind. Yeah, that's what I thought. Ishikinta or Stigina. Anyways, we'll go with Stigina. I can say that one. Or or senator shape or senator shape shifters. And if you don't know what a shape shifter is, they can go like they can do the they can do a dog, wolf, snake, anything, and then even go back to human form. Steph, come on. This isn't comedy hour. This is why I don't let you come on here much, because you get too giggly. Okay, now you made me lose where I was. Which, you, okay, they got uh, shapeshifters and all that, which usually 
resemble a massive great horned owl with dark menacing eyes. Well, that that's the picture, but it came out messed up. See that in your window at night. Could you imagine seeing that owl come down and swoop on you? During the day, they appear as ordinary people. See, once the sun once the sun sets, they transform into a nine foot tall feathered being. This occurs through vomiting their souls and internal organs each evening. Wow, it sucked to be a shapeshifter. You gotta throw up every night. By the night, they hunt for the victims. By night, they hunt for victims so that that they can eat mortals, eat the mortals' hearts to take on their appearance. So that's how they get to shapeshift. They gotta eat the heart of an animal to become that. These entities. And essentially zombies whose soul's extents is the consumption of human flesh. Mm, I love human flesh and flesh loves me. It's all about me. Don't be like that William guy. Although all the uh translu Translution of the stignic stigina means horned owl. They can also take on the appearance of other animals. One rare occasion they resemble bears, wolves, coyotes. Certain seminal groups warn that speaking their name aloud, aloud puts you at risk for turning into one. So great. Now, since I'm talking about this, I might turn into a goddamn shapeshifter. But I can't, because i got to eat their heart. So, I'm safe, I hope. Other communities threaten the mysterious lure more casual, and even use the fable to frighten children into behaving good. Well, yeah, because... I know when I'd hang around my Mexican friends and stuff, their mom would be like, It's time to come in. You better come in. The chupacabra will get you. <laughs> or if I'd be out at my grandpa's or something, playing around in the woods, my parents would be like, You better get in here. The boogeyman get you. <laughs> Similar myths are shared by various, various cultures around the world. In Mexico folklore, the Lechiza is a large magical bird who seeks revenge on those that have wronged her. In West Virginia has the legends of a mysterious winged hum- humanoid who is said to be an old omen of impending doom. In the Greek mythology, speak of a streak a wicked vampiric search owl forced to live in upside down world. Other Native Americans believe that the Thunderbirds had 
supernatural strengths and powers. That is one thing I've noticed with a lot of the Indian cultures. They a lot of them believe in the Thunderbirds. So is this kind of like, or like these birds connected to the Mothman or no? I don't know. Here's another messed up word I'm going to try to say. Sorry if I'm butchering these Indian names, but it's Hakchako Takamko. Also referred to as long ears. Is a werewolf-like beast that wanders the dis, disenchanted uh, marshlands by moonlight. Eyewitness accounts state that these beings are donkey are donkey to ox sized. Oh, that's just saying how big they are. They're saying they're as big as a donkey or an ox and has a fusion of both deer and wolf features. That's crazy. It's mixing a deer and a wolf. So it's basically an ox. It'd donkey, be deer. It'd be deer wolf. I got deer wolf, man. Hey, it's deer wolf season. Hey, come on, Billy. Come on, Jane. Let's go, Billy. Dang it, I didn't mark down my spot. Okay. Longer than legs support their... Long, thin legs support their oversized hawk paws. That's where you got your chicken legs from. Yeah, I am a shapeshifter. Well, no, I'm that's owl, I guess. At the end of the long ears or gray fur covered body is a bushy horsetail. What the <laughs> frick? So this goddamn freaking uh, spooky ass animal is like half freaking don. Uh, what I say, deer? Donkey deer. No, that's they're comparing size, Stephanie. Oh. It was what? Oh, here we go. Wolf and deer together, and it's got a fucking horse tail. What the hell? Breeding season be like Dude, 2.0. that's a retarded creature. Sorry for Ow. saying retarded. Didn't mean to offend anybody. But that's a messed up creature. I want to be that creature. Those who encounter this creature describe smelling a foul odor. Now, that's one thing I have noticed with a lot of these creatures in the forest mm -hmm. that we don't see much, like yeah, Bigfoot and like the dog man stories and stuff like that they they all have a certain smell i've noticed that with a lot of the stories Matt has a certain smell. yeah that's because he eats poop though <laughs> when they are within close proximity similar to many reported uh smells this pungent scent is a frequent sign of its uh presence the Seminole Indians were continuously to never were oh were cautious to get never get <clears throat> too close to the long ears because of its ability to affect people with deadly diseases. Despite horrifying appearances and dangerous nature, he is not believed to be uh, mean or attack you. No, he just scared the crap out of you. Think about it. You're walking in the woods. You see something that has like an owl freaking ears and a wolf deer mix and a freaking horse's tail. So basically, it will probably have a, a, a snout like a dog or a wolf, <laughs> antlers like a deer, the body yeah. like... Yeah. It kind of reminds you of a messed up Whittaker. Yeah. Because the Whittaker, remember that Windy. show? 
What is it? Is it Wind- Wendigo? Wendigo or Wendica or Wendigo? Anyways, if you know the right go back in our archives, back in our older stories, and we talked about that. That was one of our first big uh, specials we did. Have y'all talked about Deer Man yet? I don't think so. The uh, Florida's monsters of yesterday have been replaced with viral modern-day alternatives. And curious people could have mysteriously been describing their own bizarre encounters in an area before the internet or cable TV was around. Roughly 200 species are going... Oh, oh, are going extinct each day on Earth. And it's entirely, possibly, the unknown animals that lived in the Everglades for centuries ago. What's even more interesting is that possibly some of them have survived. Well, it's, it's kind of like the oceans. The oceans are so deep. We don't know what's down there. We're still discovering animals and stuff. Well, it's just like the myth the sailors used to always say about the big, uh, oh, the big, not the octopus, but what's the other? Kraken. Yeah, but it's squid. Yeah. And I'd say in the past 20, 30 years, they've had these big old dead uh, things washing up on the shore, so they are real. So... That's pretty interesting. And too, man, there's so much woods in America. Oh, yeah. There's so many woods everywhere. I mean, look at the Brazilian forest. That's so thick. Nobody's man has not went and mapped the whole thing out and discovered. I mean, and and went and looked at each thing. You know what I mean? Our woods are like a, if you look on it from a drone, it's a quarter because they cut back to build houses back. Yeah. There. It made me mad because I would go deep into the woods sometimes. But yeah. Now we're trying to get on the earth. Stick to store ghost stuff. Not Minecraft. Not tearing down woods. This one ought to be good. If I can ever get the computer, it'll be uh, working with me. But it's wanting to be retarded. Sorry for saying that. I got a bad habit of saying that. I don't mean to insult you. Okay. Now we're going to go over... Some real ghost stories in Disney's Haunted Mansion in Florida. Okay, the rumor has it that years ago a woman approached Walt Disney, saying that one of his one of her sons had been killed, and that he had absolutely loved going to the Haunted Mansion. Every time they went, she said he'd go like four or five times. I mean, that's just where he had to go. <coughs> Well, she uh, asked his permission because she wanted to uh, spread his ashes in the museum. But Disneyland, of course, said no because they can't, you know, be doing that. Uh, So the woman got on the ride and at some point dumped the ashes out anyway. Whether this part is true or not, I can only guess, my friends. But that's the story. So what do you believe? (laughs) But here comes all the weird stuff. The weird stuff started happening after that. Once as as guests were getting off the ride, they reported to see a cast member and unloaded that 
there was a oh anyways they told a cast member basically one of the actors like hey there was a little boy running around in the ballroom scene so the uh the cast members that worked there would send security to go check it out and look but they never did find anything and that happened on more than one occasion occasion people to get done with the ride and be like dude there is some kid running around in the da 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 room you know Billy get back here now some have said that when they asked him if he needed help he acted like they weren't there some have even said he disappeared of course by the time they tell the uh, workers about the boy and they go check out there's Nothing there. It gets even creepier. (laughs) The part of the story I have confirmed. Well, this isn't me talking. This is just something I got off the internet. So I haven't actually confirmed anything. (coughs) But this person telling the story is. I have confirmed with a friend who worked at the mansion. I mentioned these haunting stories and he freaked out saying he had actually happened. It had actually happened to him too. He was glad to hear he wasn't the only one going insane. I mean, think about it. You're working there and you see this little boy every now and then. You're like, oh man, should I say anything? You know, because what if they laugh at you? What if they're like, you're a wiener head. Anyways, he was glad to hear, like I said, that he wasn't the only one it happened to, that he wasn't going insane. Late at night, cast members will often only run, well, where'd I go? Well, run one stretch room because it gets so quiet. That means that between groups of guests, the workers at load at the load is all alone. Just waiting for people. So basically, they're at the station. It starts It starts in one part of the mansion. Cast members load them in. They go through the ride. And these people sit at the other end, you know, waiting for them to get there to get them out of the ride. That means, that, okay, that, okay, load, okay. Just waiting for, okay. Well, one uh, cast member was waiting for the next group of guests when she thought she heard a child laughing. She figured the next group had arrived and kids were coming, but no one ever showed up. Wow. She She could... She could hear the kids, but no... the, The train wasn't coming. The train or the cart, whatever they ride on, wasn't coming. Then... She saw something move out of the corner of her eye. She turned to look, but didn't see anyone. So she put it off as it was just her imagination. However, she saw it again and again and again, but no one was ever there. (coughs) Well, about this time, she starts uh, feeling a cold chill and is getting kind of freaked out. All of a sudden, she feels someone put their hand on her shoulders, of course, and no one is there. She screamed and read and told uh, management she was never coming back again. I don't blame her. I'd be like, I don't need this job that bad, sucker. But yeah, that's the room. That's the, 
legend of why the ghost is there. Uh, there, there some people, or the, the story goes that the mom, you know, would spread the ashes. And there, because there's never been anyone that's died in that building or anything. So, makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. It was all that Now, see, this is what I mean, people. And I'm not trying to knock Google, but I got all these stories off DuckDuckGo, and I'm already 36 minutes into my podcast, and I still got a pretty good story right here that's going to take us to about 50, 55 minutes. So, that's all I'm saying. If you want to find some good research on stuff, use the DuckDuckGo search engine. You get more stuff. More and these and I just did six stories this time. No four. This is a four one. Cause remember how me and Lexi's stories have to do like ten just to fill in forty minutes on Google. All right, let me get a drink of water. Google is a good. Yeah, I really like Google, but sometimes it can be a little. Yeah, cause you can't find crap. You can't find the truth sometimes. You can find a picture of things, but not like the definition. Yeah. All right. Let's see what I got for story number four. Okay, story four. The Devil Tree, Florida's first serial killer in the haunting he left behind. Found in Port St. Louis, or Lucy, Lucy, Port St. Louis, Port St. Lucie, the Devil Tree is a big oak and a county park on channel c24 see there they have a lot of channels and that's just like a like a creek you know oh, how I we have creeks you, here I you meant literally a and, radio channel. yeah channels a man-made uh no a creek oh. stephanie it's a oh. creek it's a man-made creek basically Anyways, a mighty oak and an ordinary tree. Nothing to write home about except the fact that the thing might as well growl and snatch up little old ladies and unexpecting kids and gobble them up and throw them back from a grimy fairy tale. Oh, a throwback from a gimme fairy tale. The devil tree has an evil... Macabre and incredible blood-soaked reputation. On that, that it's entwined with uh, Florida's history and its amazing caps capacity to a attract the worst of the worst hum uh, humanity has. The it attracts the worst of the worst of humanity has ever seen. And today we're going to discuss the devil tree and its hauntings and its lure. Appropriately, the hell spawn that created it. Dun dun dun! And that's a whole different song. Oh, you're a whole different song. Okay. The story of the devil tree begins on January 8th of 1971. Way before Ham. Hammock Park, excuse me, where the mighty oak now stands, was created. The tale begins in a most bloody and shocking manner when a serial killer sexually attacks and and mutilates two teenage girls. The monster 
after having his fill with the two girls, hangs them from the oak tree. He then buries the two victims in a shallow grave underneath the tree, only to return numerous times later to have his way with the depot. Gross! Basically, this guy raped and like killed these women and then dug a shallow grave and then would go back and do his... I just lost my appetite. That's gross. The man's name was Gerard John Schaefer. The the homicidal Boward County, Florida ex-policeman through though uh, though convicted in 1973 of only two multi-murders is believed to be responsible for at least 30 more killings. A s- satanic sex beast by nature, Schaefer would lure young women off the road with help of his uh, badge, because he was an ex-cop, to rape them and torture them multiple times and then murder them. Man, what a sick... No wonder that place is just so haunted. See, that's what... I mean, people don't understand when tragic events happen like this in a house or an area, that soul of that person stuck there. Oh, yeah. And it always haunts. To say Schaefer was a torment, a tormented soul, would be a, an overstatement. The man was a monster. Mm-hmm. The sort was very presents makes him anti-death sentence. Zealots rethink their stance. Schaefer began approximately with. Ba- with a uh, bondage, he would start out with bondage, spawn bondage, and then he would uh, do other stuff. And this is kind of gross because I have, I have kids that's age and a daughter around that's age. He would always get girls around the age of twelve. The man would in, uh, would would uh, inform his uh, state, psych or. Whatever his state person that he loved to oh, this is I guess him telling his psychiatrist when he got put in jail for all this that he would love to tie himself up to the tree and get sexually excited by the lack of oh my god freed ugh I'm sorry if this one's a little rough guys I didn't know this guy was such a freaking sicko. Anyways, he would get off on getting tied to the tree and be like oh my god I can. Feel like a sick freak. Schaefer would hurt and pleasure himself thinking about assaulting women very or at a very early age. God, Schaefer's earliest childhood hood uh, childhood memories were that he described to be a lady a lady mainly because his sis was a favorite by his alcoholic and abusive father. By the age of 14, Schaefer had a sweetheart named Cindy. Their relationship was uh, sordid and strange. He would make her take part in role-playing fantasy stuff and uh, that revolved around raping, uh, acting like he was raping her. What? 
Then in 1966, the man entered the priesthood and he was rejected because he lacked faith. Huh, I wonder if that was the case. He's a sick freak. God can't even fix him. By now, Schaefer was a ticking time bomb. That same year, he enraged faithless and going down a... He was... That same year, enraged and faithless, he was going down a black hole. The bomb exploded. By now, Schaefer had graduated to animal animal cruel, cruelty. And if you think about it, they say uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, that guy who uh, he ate people, that's how he kind of started as a kid, you know, torturing animals and stuff. Schaefer was so angry that he just quit the Catholic religion and allowed his inner demons to run a monk in his uh, head. The bomb went kaboom and Schaefer decided to start his true calling. He became a professional serial killer. And see, look at him. He looks like a normal dude. That's what happens. It's normal dudes. That's why I don't, that's why I don't let you walk away far from the house. Everything came to a head on one on that faithful year of 1966. <clears throat> on October 2nd, 1966, Nancy Lesiner, age 20, and Palmer Pam, Pamela Nater, age 21, were having fun with their boyfriends in the Al- Alexander Springs Park in the Okala National Forest. While the boars... The boys dove and played in the lake. The girls went out for a stroll. Their bodies turned up, molested and choked. And a couple of hours after, their boyfriends called in cops and a manhunt started. Well, they didn't know that they were messed up and like that. That sucks. Uh, They were schaefer's first victims and he had gotten away with the uh with the deed and no one even looked at him funny he wasn't even a suspect schaefer turned to law enforcement as a profession granting a platform at the end of 1971 at the age of 25 okay so that's a sick freak goes uh tries to be a catholic he can't do that because he ain't got no faith well, then he starts killing. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to be a cop. Okay. The spree continues. Schaefer was convicted of only two murders. We'll, we'll get to those. We will get to those. But the investigators would later uncover a slew of possible victims missing reports that were mostly likely part of Schaefer's uh, handiwork. In prison, Schaefer boasted of killing more than 30 girls and women. The man who became sheriff's deputy of Martin County, Florida, would proud of uh, Florida. He would prowl these streets and byways of the uh, state, using his badge to attract his victims. He was a charming and uh, oftentimes generous person. And his demeanor worked for his advantage. So he would keep this clean-cut look like, Hey, I'm a cop. I will help you. And then he ends up killing you. Yeah, in the face. 
Only uh, on July 21st, 1972, Schaefer, uh, Schaefer plucked up from the streets two teenage girls named Nancy Trotter and Paula Sue Wells. Both were hitchhiking. The next day, he kid kidnapped them and took them to a remote wooded woodland area and tied them to trees where he, treated, he threatened to kill them or sell them into uh, prostitution. He was about to get rid of the girls when his radios uh, went off and he was called away to police emergency. He left both girls tied up and presumed to return. Miraculously, they managed to wiggle out of the uh, bonds and that called their that called that was and that saved their lives. They wiggled out. And that saved their lives. The girls were aged 17 and 18. They escaped from the ropes and ran into the uh, ran to the nearest police station. Ironically, their kidnappers' own station. Oh. So that's the station where he was the boss of, and he worked. Oh no! When Schaefer returned to the girls and discovered that his uh, victims have vanished, he called his station and decided that he had done something foolish. And went on a long-winded explanation telling the uh, other sheriffs that he had simply pretended to kidnap the two girls in order to scare them silly. Schaefer's boss did not buy it. Schaefer was stripped of his badge and slapped with a battery of charges. Somehow, in spite of everything, Schaefer managed to post his bail and was released from prison. Two months later, on September 27th of 1972, <coughs> Schaefer uh, abducted and tortured and butchered Susan Place, age 17, and Georgia Jessup, 16. He buried their corpses right underneath the now-famous Devil Tree in Oak Ham Park in Port St. Louis, uh, Florida. See, that's why areas like this is haunted. This man was a sick freak, and this is where he did his handiwork. God, I don't, I just, that's so weird. Months later, after Schaefer had beaten the rape for a kidnapping, oh, he beat the uh, rap for a, somehow he beat it by kidnap when he kidnapped that lazy Impala. He got off of that, and uh, anyways, the autopsies revealed that both girls had been tied to a tree at some point, and in further investigations, turned up documented eyewitness accounts that the girls were known hitchhikers, and that there were too many similarities. A warrant was issued for uh, Schaefer's house, and Schaefer's uh, Bardot the police recovered violent stories he had written down where he in full accounts of the torture and rape of the women whom he uh, you know did all that stuff to and there was a diary uh, full of his victims even more demandingly the experts found a person's pat oh like they found person's personal that found the person's person 
people's personal stuff like jewelry and stuff like that. And sometimes teeth from at least eight young women and girls he had gone had gone missing in recent years. Schaefer was charged with the deaths and play uh, deaths of uh, Palace and Jessup. In October 1973, he was pronounced guilty and given two life sentences. Officials soon declared that he was linked to around 30 missing girls. No wonder that tree in that area is so just... Uh. Then in 1995, on December 3rd, he was found knifed, and knifed to death in his cell. Fellow inmate... Vincent Riviera was sentenced to uh, was sentenced in 1999 for a stabbing. All right, now here here is what happens at the tree. So now I see why I told the story to tell you what happens because of this. How many women were tied and killed on the Devil Tree is still up for debate. Nonetheless, many believe that the Devil's Tree is a pro, uh, is promo, is permitted with darkness and Jenner and uh, Schaefer's fe feared into the world. It is a skin-crawling local tale full of uh, nasty things and supernatural events. Okay, here's one. Here, here's some uh, stuff that happens there and all that. Satanic, satanics. I don't know how to say that. Say. Tannist heard about the killings and chose the devil tree as a new sacrificial place and meeting place. So not only uh, the girl's spirits there, these jackasses are like, hey, let's go worship the devil there. Idiots. Stupido. More than four women and counting have been found in the nearby area. Many showing signs of have been tied up and chained to the tree and violently abused. Seeing that, that's weird because it still goes on. What? Yeah, even after he's been dead and gone. There are countless, countless reports of hikers hearing odd sounds and uh, singing through the pines and the oaks. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go to the freaking devil's tree and go on a picnic, I'll tell you that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hooded figure, blah, 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 can't even talk. Hooded figures are known to prowl the area. Sightings of these strange hooded features have only uh, swelled during the years. The trolls have become anonymous in many cases. Vegetation has been ceased to grow in certain patches. That means plants, trees, nothing grows in some spots. I wonder if that was the shallow, the shallow graves he built. Okay. The area is filled with ghost sightings. Many believe it's the spirits of the victims of Schaefer that haunt the forest. Folks have also taken pieces of the tree. Listen to this, Steph. People uh, have... People have taken pieces of the tree and say a branch or bark often comes to some sort of misfortune immediately afterwards. 
So do that means don't take anything from the tree because you're going to get some bad luck. Something bad's going to happen. Oh, it's like taking a leprechaun's gold. Yeah. It's been described that the screams of the young women can sometimes be heard uh, through the forest from nearby uh, bathrooms. Because, you know, it's a forest and they got the hiking trails and they got little rest areas, you know, with bathrooms. Oh, so. Gosh. If you're ever around, uh, if anybody's living in Florida and knows about this story around there about the devil's tree and all that, take some pictures, send it to us. Or tell me your experiences or something. That'd be cool. But I don't know if I'd go there hiking. Just saying, guys. Oh, God, you're on the crapper. Oh, you in the background. <laughs> I'd be screaming just like the ghost. Well, guys, I hope you, in well, let's do some shout outs first. I want to tell everybody thank you for listening to the show. I know we're uh, we keep our members keep growing and all that. We've got uh, close to fifty five members on Spotify. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I know everybody's like that's not a lot, but to me it is because I'm just a little old country boy doing this. So I want to thank everybody for listening to us and always downloading, subscribing, giving us five star reviews. Thank you for listening to us around the world, man. We're getting heard now in uh, 13 countries. So, stop it. So, just want to thank everybody for that. And, uh, yeah. Oh, and uh, don't forget now, we got some other podcasts, too, y'all can listen to. There's Borderline Texas Trash. That's mine. It's more of an adulty kind of uh, podcast. Wouldn't listen to that one with the kids. Then we have what's really really out there with me and Steph. Well, that's Stephanie's. She talks about uh, UFOs, conspiracies, mysteries, you know, unsolved murders that are just really weird, you know, stuff like that. Um, Then we have uh, Wrestling 101 with Jackson, where we talk about the past and present of wrestling. And we've been doing interviews with some of the local wrestlers that come to town to wrestle. And there's one more show I got. I just came out with. I'm doing it for football season, and I'm going to continue to do it. It's called When Sports Collide, uh, Football and Wrestling. So check them shows out, guys. That's all from the Booth Production family, baby. But I hope you have enjoyed this evening of ghost stories told from the south. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and this is my sidekick vampire, Stephanie LeBooth. And Little Bagel, our studio kitty. Meow, meow. So, I'm glad you guys listen. I uh, hope you have a good day. Uh, keep being nice and keep being scared, guys. We will see you later. Bye-bye.